You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Keith McPherson, Sweeney Murdy, it's BXB. We're brought to you on Odyssey and all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe, review, rate, all that jazz, and uh, keep coming back for more. We debuted last week with episode one. You can go back and check that out. This is episode two. We're coming to you twice a week here throughout the rest of the season, Uh, and then as events warrant, probably once a week in the the winter and, and maybe more often depending on how things happen, like the day judge signs with the Yankees or with somebody else or the day he wins the MVP or doesn't win the MVP. We're going to be coming at you with all those kinds of things. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun here breaking it all down and you get more of this talk. Plus we'll have some special guests along the way as well. So make sure you're on Odyssey or your other podcast platforms and subscribe to BXB. Speaking of B, as the Yankees head into this final couple of weeks, a lot of Bs, some killer Bs are part of the equation here. Some good, some bad, uh, and some unknown, Keith. Uh, and when I say killer Bs, I mean Benintendi, Bader, and Bullpen. Let's take them one at a time. Um, you waited a long time. You had to wait a long time because of the way the, the trade market works to get somebody to replace Joey Gallo. Andrew Benintendi was in your sights. You traded Joey Gallo, you replaced him with Andrew Benintendi. That's a win. He starts off kind of slow, picks it up, helps out when the Yankees are struggling, and looks like he's going to be a really good player here. Then all of a sudden, one swing, and his season might be ruined. Heading for surgery for something to do with that hamate bone. Not sure if he's out for the entire run, Keith, but, I mean, he's going to be down a little while, and it's an injury that hurts. When it Rains it freaking pours. I don't know if we can curse on here, but that's how I felt when Benintendi went down. I'm like, yo, we we just got this guy. And we, we talk about the lineup every single day. Well, he's out of the lineup. Yeah. You're waiting for him to mend. You hope it isn't that everybody is a hand doctor. Never even heard of the M8 bone. <laughs> but luckily, he he's familiar with it. He had the injury. I don't know. All I can say is this. I hope it's three to four weeks. And it's just another piece of the puzzle taken out. So, you know, you're you're expecting the puzzle to come together in like three, four weeks to be ready for a run in October. It just it makes it just more challenging. But, hey, it's, it's another layer to it. Heal up, rest up. He's got to get surgery. I don't know. I don't know. It was unfortunate to see that that happen. Uh, but that's that's baseball. It's part of it. If you uh, if you ever lack for medical advice, Keith, just go to Twitter. There's lots of it on. on <laughs> that's that's the worst place to go. As I said, everybody, no, he's done. He's cooked. He's done for the season. No, this is three to four weeks. Oh, he has it before. Oh, he got it removed. Well, if he got it removed, how did he break it again? It grew back. I'm like, oh, so here, nice. find the, read this that I just googled five seconds ago. Um, 
Yeah, it's a hard thing to do. And I, I get, listen, no lie. I got a text from somebody uh, as soon as Stanton came out of the game on Monday, Stanton's done. Like, we didn't even know what was wrong with him yet. And it's just like, oh, he's done. It's like, oh, my it's God. It's doomsday, sweetie. Yeah. Everything. That's what I said. When it rains, it effing pours because everyone's just waiting for the next uh, shoe to drop, the next thing to, to happen, the next domino to fall. And, I mean, hopefully Stanton is okay. I don't know. Well, one of the guys that, you know, we've been yelling about for a while because he hasn't shown up yet while Jordan Montgomery is turning into Sandy Koufax in St. Louis is Harrison Bader. Now, Harrison Bader is at the point now where he's moving forward to where you might be able to start counting the days to get him into a Yankee uniform. Um, When I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, before the Yankees went on this last road trip, he had circled Labor Day and showed me, says, this is the day, you know, I should be really like full on baseball activities by this day. Well, guess what? He really is. He's ramping up all of his running and his hitting. And by the end of this week, by the end of this week, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, maybe, he could be in a rehab game, in the minor league rehab game. Now, they they put next uh, Tuesday down as, as a date to circle. But if things go well, they could push that up, I would say, maybe to Saturday or Sunday. And you get him a week's worth of games, now all of a sudden you're talking about, you know, two weeks from today – you know, he's already in the Yankees lineup and, you know, they got him because they needed a center fielder. And Aaron Hicks has unfortunately continued to show us that that was a necessity. Playing judge out there all the time was not a full time answer. Hicks has not been able to grab a hold of it. And even in more playing time now with all the injuries, he's not part of the solution. Harrison Bader is going to get a chance here. And when he does, we'll have to see if it was worth it. <laughs> no pressure, kid. Ice yeah. up. Ice up, get ready to run on those feet. We need you. You see, Benintendi went down. Let's speed this up. You ready yet? You ready yet? Okay. Uh, you got a week. You got a week because these people need to see it. I don't know. I, I'm I guess I don't wanna I don't wanna say my expectations are low for Harrison Bader, but I just never looked at him as like a savior. I was excited to to hear that the Yankees got him because I think he's an exciting player, but I thought more was gonna happen. Yeah, um, I thought there was maybe a missing piece of that trade. I don't know. I, I'm i not expecting him to come in here and hit. None of these guys hit. I'm expecting him to be a good defender. I think he is a spark plug. I hope he's healthy, but I can't I can't rest any of my uh, and I can't. I don't know. I don't know. We don't we don't know what he's going to be in pinstripes. We don't know if, if he's going to be healthy. So I, I know I saw a lot of people talking about Bader, 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 but I feel like that got sped up because of Benintendi. And if he's not ready, he's not ready. And I, I can't put too much stock on that kid. Listen, I told you before, like the bar is pretty high, right? For some of these guys, the bar is actually pretty low right now for Harrison Bader. There's so many injuries right oh, be now. Be better, be better than Aaron Hicks. Yeah. Yes. I actually can't right. expect that. And I'm not trying to, you know, everybody rags on Hicks, but yeah. through this whole year, man, like I think, I think he can be a better center fielder than Hicks offensively and defensively. So and bring him on. At the deadline, the Yankees addressed. Listen, they there's a time frame for how things have to happen, right? Because of what has to be, what what can be available to you from other organizations. So when Gallo and Hicks were a problem early in the season, the team's running along smoothly. You have time to address that, and you're not going to be able to get Benintendi or Bader from another team at that in May or June. Yeah. You got him in July, and unfortunately, we've seen where this has gone. Benintendi's now gotten hurt, and you know Bader. 
was hurt and you knew that going in, but everybody else kind of fell off in the meantime. And August was a complete disaster. He didn't know that in July. So you're right. Pressure's coming now. Go, go pick us up, kid. Go be Mickey Mantle and Bernie Williams rolled into one for the final two weeks of the season, if you can, and try and save it. Um, (laughs) Save the Yankees as the Yankees are close to collapsing. Not, not as much of the collapse panic as it was a couple days ago. Now it's five games close. But you know what? Lindsey Adler from The Athletic made a really good point the other day. They, they have collapsed. It's a race, okay? Co- collapsing doesn't mean you, you've lost. Collapsing means this giant lead like the Dodgers have right now is allows you to cruise through September. They can't cruise through September. They have collapsed yeah. to the point where they can't cruise They through had September. three times the lead that they have right now, so this is a collapse. It, it's not all the way collapsed, Yeah, it's, but they collapse some, sure. Yeah, uh, so you've got a month to pick to pick this up and see where it goes. Uh, one of the good things for the Yankees right now is in August. Part of the problem in August was their bullpen was a complete uh, in complete disarray. Um, you you had some guys yet who hadn't quite found it. You had guys going on the IL. Well, now you you come back here in late August and early September, Keith, and you've got Clay Holmes with several good outings again. And uh, I understand there's a little bit of high wire sometimes to this, but that's most every closer. And when you've got a closer who isn't as swing and miss uh, as some others, which Holmes is not, then you're going to end up with situations where you got guys on and you got to figure out how to get out. But Jonathan Loisega, Clay Holmes, I think are now – you can lock those in as your eighth, ninth inning guys. Plus you have Trevino, Marinaccio, and Peralta, who are all locked in, I think, as – five really good late inning options for you all of a sudden as you've gotten healthier if you can get a lead Keith you have the ability to protect it I think if (laughs) Uh, it's funny I'm watching Yankees games now just like can we get a lead and keep it but yes the bullpen has been a strength no matter how you shuffle the deck it seems like you know once these guys go on the IL and come back, if they're right, we, we feel all right. There was so much riding on uh, Jonathan Loisega, him getting right. He seems to be right. Clay Holmes took us on a little bit of a ride Sunday night, but ultimately a win is a win. You know, you can just hope that uh, he builds on that. Ron Marinaccio, I think the story about that kid is the same. Why was he gone for a month? Uh, he's been solid. And you know what you're going to get out of Wandy and, and Lou Trevino too, you know, a good addition um, in that trade with, with Frankie Montas. I, I'm pleasantly surprised with this bullpen um, reshaping and configuring. I was so hurt after the, the Michael King um, injury. I almost said yeah. trade. The Michael King injury to me was, was drastic. It was catastrophic, but they they've kind of reshuffled and figured it out. And there's still some more help on the way. So. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Yeah, and uh, like help could be moving Clark with, with Cortez rejoining the rotation. Now Clark Schmidt can be part of that middle inning bridge if you need, kind of a long man, two, three inning kind of guy. Um, and he can rejoin because he's actually helped out of this bullpen. But, you know, it's funny you mentioned Holmes on, on um, Sunday uh, against the Rays. It, it, I don't know. 
it, it, it astounded me to see how this game ended because Clay Holmes had faced five batters at the bottom, you know, five through nine in the uh, Rays order. And they all made incredible. They all made really good contact against him. Swinging early, hard, solid contact, right? And then Yandy Diaz was a pretty good hitter with a chance to, you know, tie or win the game. He didn't take the bat off his shoulders. He looked at six pitches and he's jumping up and down when he takes strike three. Dude, every one of your teammates swung the bat and laced it, laced it off of Clay Holmes to put you in a position to win the game. And then he didn't take the bat off his shoulders. That was that's really hard to watch if I'm watching it from the Rays side with everything that you did to get there from the Yankees standpoint. Good for Clay Holmes for attacking. And they got an Aaron Judge low strike call to win that game. But it helped me. It, it kind of makes my point before of Holmes isn't a a lot a big swing and miss guy. So he's going to walk the tightrope sometimes. Guys yeah. are going to get hits and and put you in a position where, okay, you've got to get a big out to lock down this win. Um, Holmes is good enough to do that. But um, I, I'm comfortable, again, having him pitch the ninth, even though I know that every game isn't going to be comfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah. And looking at his stuff, uh, shout out to Jose Trevino, the frame job. And uh, who was the home plate? Um, uh, oh, Vic, yeah, Vic Carapaza. Crazy. Yep. <laughs> he had plans you know, Sunday night, you know Labor Day weekend out. plans. He had to get out of there. He didn't want it to go to extras. <laughs> you know the bit of trivia on Vic Carapaza, right? You know his family connection? I don't. Vic Carapaza is Richie Garcia's son-in-law. Richie Garcia, the umpire from who made the, the call on the Jeffrey Mayer play in the 1996 oh. <laughs> postseason. Richie Garcia, who called Mark Langston's 2-2 pitch a ball and let Tino Martinez get one more go in the 98 World Series. So Yankee Yankee fan people who aren't Yankee fans are not <laughs> fans of Richie Garcia. And let me tell you, let me pre- I've met and talked to Richie Garcia. He's a wonderful man. He is a very knowledgeable umpire and one of the most knowledgeable people about the game. And he was a terrific umpire who had a couple of moments that people who don't like the Yankees just don't like. His daughter Married an umpire, go figure. And that's Vic Carapazzo, and he helped the Yankees out on Sunday. Family business. I mean, isn't it crazy when you're an ump, you only get remembered for certain things? It's not usually good. It's not usually good for them to remember you. But, yeah, and with, with Clay Holmes, like you said, with his stuff, that pitch depends on how the call goes, whatever. Like you said, the guys that went up there, they went up there swinging. Some of them had success. I don't care. That game ended. It, it was pathetic. But it was a win and the Yankees needed it. And no one will look back in a week or two weeks and say, oh, well, you know, that was ball four. It's a win. Play Frank. Yankees win. Start spreading the news. Yeah, I mentioned this the other day, Keith, that, you know, a lot of teams are going to have bad June, July, August. Okay, you don't remember those. You have a bad September and it costs you. You're going to remember that. That's what the Yankees are staring at right now. We can they can make us forget all of this other stuff by finishing strong and obviously going to the world series. That would make you forget what kind of a June, July, or, you know, July or August you're talking about. Can you imagine <laughs> be the wildest year ever. If this team somehow morphs into yeah. the world series team. And, and they don't have the construction of a team right now because of all the reasons we talked about. All the injuries and underperformance in the lineup have made this kind of a one-man show. Um, you know, 
Those aren't the kind of teams that win World Series. The Dodgers team that beat Oakland in 1988 had Kirk Gibson give them one great swing and Oral Hershiser on the mound. The rest of that lineup wasn't, you know, they weren't they weren't Hall of Famers in that lineup, but they were representative in that lineup, and they took down a juggernaut in Oakland. Listen, anything can happen when you get to October. Obviously, we've seen it plenty of times, but if you're just trying to, you know, visualize it in your head, whatever lineup the Yankees are rolling out right now doesn't give you that kind of confidence. That's why they need to get some of these guys back from injury, and they need to get some of these good weeks of the healthy players that we're talking about. And, oh, by the way, Aaron Judd just has to keep doing what he's doing. Yeah, when you said one man show, I wasn't sure if you were talking about Judge or Oswaldo Cabrera. <laughs> that kid, that kid does something cool every game. Every game, he's got a highlight. Defensive specialist. I, I like that kid. They got to keep him in the line. He's great. You know, his bat slowed down too because this is what happens with 22, 23 year old kids. You put him in these situations. Okay, it, it's not all just going to be straight path to the Hall of Fame. Okay. He's going to struggle. They're going to struggle too. And how they handle it is hard because, you know, this is the other part of it. A veteran player knows not to get, you know, too tight, wrapped up too tightly about going one for 15. A young player might not know that what he's sitting doing in front of 40,000 people for the first time. Yeah, they decided to rest him. They're also resting Oswald Peraza. I don't know what goes on. I think they're trying to protect these kids, but we want to see them play. Let the kids play. Uh, but it's also, you know, listen, I mean, they firmly believe that Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is their best shortstop option right now. You know, for people who think that they, oh, they know that's the better player that they're putting on the bench, well, that's not how they're viewing it. Right. Think, you know, you have to, like, all the things we talked about at the top, Keith, they're making these decisions. You know, they know everything we know and more. Now, they could be wrong. Maybe they're wrong. Maybe Oswald Peraza gets in there, and if you let him – get a couple of weeks runway, maybe he has a big hot September. But their belief right now is that Kiner Falefa is a is his range helps them uh as a good defender and they are more comfortable with him there. They might rue that, but right now that is their belief. They're not saying, you know what, I know the other kids better, but I'm not gonna play him anyway. <laughs> the difference a day can make. He hit his first Yankee Stadium home run today. Uh, two days ago, people wanted him on the bench. <laughs> He's making errors. Get this guy off my team. <laughs> well, he did not have a good road trip and had a couple of bad games. Uh, he had a really good game on Monday. Made a lot of nice plays, and the home run certainly helped. Yeah, I'm good with him. I, I It is what it is at this point. This is who was chosen to be the guy. Carlos Correa is standing on the field, and he looks smooth. I was watching him make some plays today. He but has I, not had a good year, Keith. If he had the type of year he's having for the Twins, for the Yankees. Forget about he'd, it. He'd be buried. <laughs> you'd be burying him every night on the radio. You know Yeah, it. forget about it. I'm glad he's not over here. IKF is the guy, but uh, we'll see what they do with Mr. Oswald Peraza as well. Four games set with the Twins here. The Twins are the Yankees' pals. They're always <laughs> there when the Yankees need them. They are solid. They they showed up today. They didn't want to play too much. Yankees win back-to-back games. I thought that was a lot to ask for. Can they make it three? Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what the weather has in store for the next couple of days. But the Yankees have three more with the Twins. And then Keith and I will be back to wrap that up and set you up for the next big series with the Tampa Bay Rays. It is another three-game series with the Rays. Derek Jeter Hall of Fame night coming up on Friday. A chance to appreciate Jeter one more time for his Hall of Fame induction and a big ceremony to uh, roll that out. And then the Yankees with much-needed games to win. And we'll be back continuing to take you through this stretch drive 
for the New York Yankees and what we hope is a good long October run. This is BXB, New Yankees podcast. It stands for Bronx Baseball, in case you didn't know. He's Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks to our producer, Ryan Chichester, as well, for running a smooth ship. And we hope that we will have some fun and good and interesting things to talk about the next time. You know we will as the Yankees continue on in this September. And we'll see how much closer Aaron Judge can get to some more magic numbers. Keith, it's been fun. We're going to do this again. What do you got to say? Uh, let's go, Garrett Cole. I need a good one, and uh, we'll see you in the BXB.